Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that talks about mental health, life lessons, unbridled motivation, and unique storytelling. Here is your host, retired Army Master Sergeant, Mr. Anderson. Thank you, Mrs. Anderson, for that wonderful, wonderful intro, the angelic voice. Shout out to Miss Anderson, y'all. I appreciate it, y'all. You are tuned into episode 64 of the Trust and Believe Nomad cast here on the 1st of February, February, second month of the year, Black History Month. All praises due. Hey, before we get started with anything today, let's go ahead and take care of some daily housekeeping notes. At the website below, the Trust and Believe Nomad serves as your one stop shop for all your Nomad Cast needs. The audio folks, you can go ahead and plug into Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, to name a few. You can also listen to the Nomad Cast on the website. Social media, I am on LinkedIn. Go ahead and connect with me. Instagram, please like and follow. TikTok, please like and follow. And of course, I am on the almighty YouTube. Now, if you're new to the YouTube universe, you like what you hear, like what you see, go ahead and click that subscribe button now and also click that bell icon button now. So now you'll be notified of all the latest and the greatest as it relates to the Nomad cast. Definitely appreciate, appreciate you guys tuning in today. All right. Got a good show lined up today. Talking on the Tuesday. We're going to talk about five tragedies. That has impacted our lives and has made our lives better, right? Five tragedies. Um, There's a lot of bad that came out of it, but at the end, the good came out of the bad. So again, we're talking about five tragedies um, that impacted our lives, kind of shaped our lives for the greater good. So again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay tuned. Stay locked. Talking on a Tuesday is next. Trust and believe. Welcome back to talking on the Tuesday here. And we're going to talk about, as I stated in the intro, we're going to talk about five tragedies, five unique tragedies that uh, happened in the past and how we benefited from those tragedies. A lot of times, you know, where there's sadness, some good can come out the sadness. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get started with that. Again, we're going to talk about five tragedies that impacted our lives for the greater good. So here we go. Number one, the airbag, the airbag. John Hetrick was inspired to invent an airbag after crashing his car while out on the Sunday drive with his wife and seven year old daughter in 1952. The industrial engineer ended up in a ditch after swerving to evade a rock in the road. His daughter only avoided hitting the dashboard, thanks to her, to the outstretched arms of Hedrick and his wife. The experience prompted Hedrick to create and patent a safety cushion device that, when inflated, which inflated when a car comes to an abrupt halt. Although the idea failed to attract the interest of the automobile industry at the time, his work paved way for future models. Airbags came widespread use in cars towards the end of the 1980s and helped save thousands of lives around the world. The first production motorcycles to be equipped with airbags started appearing in 2006. That is definitely significant. We look at, you know, especially all of us, us old timers, we can remember the vehicles back in the day, 
You know, I remember sitting in the front seat, the middle seat, the uh, the armrest with no daggone seat belt, no nothing. You look at them old school car seats. They was very antiquated, skeleton-like. Um, and now every vehicle has it's mandated to have an airbag. Just think back then, this guy, this happened 1952, uh, which was the genesis of, you know, the daggone airbag. And all the automakers, they didn't want any part of it. You know, that can be stubbornness, funding, what have you. And it didn't really, you know, take off until the end of the 1980s. Think about it. That's almost 30 years in between. Think about all the people that lost their lives. But now you think about all the people that's been saved by airbags. Hmm. Interesting. Number two, the gas mask. American, African-American inventor Garrett Morgan gave the world not one, but two life-saving devices. Here's the first one. Watching fire firefighters battle smoke, dying and burning and burn and burning in buildings, which inspired Morgan to invent the safety hood in 1912, which is, is which is considered a forerunner to the gas mask. The patented invention consisted consisted of a hood and two tubes, one long tube to breathe in cleaner air at the ground level and another to exhale. In 1916, Morgan used the device to help rescue two men from a smoke filled tunnel after an explosion at the Cleveland waterworks plant. His bravery earned the inventor a gold medal from the international association of fire chiefs. Seven years later, Morgan was helping save more lives this time on the roads. After witnessing the traffic accident at an intersection, he invented a new electric traffic signal rather than just rather than just having stop and go signs. Morgan's traffic light inv included a third position similar in principle today to, to today's amber signal, warning drivers to be cautious. General Electric bought Morgan's patent for $40,000. Think about that. You look at a lot of the old vintage black and white movies and you see stop, go. And then some of them had to stop and go. And also it was coupled with uh, a police officer, a traffic cop, if you will. Just think about that. No matter what race, color, or creed, everyone can do anything. Anyone can, we can all benefit from each other. We all have the mind, the spirit, and the soul, the God-given talent to do something. You know, and he was probably getting a lot. I'm, I'm not, I can assure you he was getting a lot of hatred based on his color for inventing that. But look at how many lives were saved. All praises due. Number three, rubber soles. For boots, Italian, Italian Vitali Bramini is credited with creating the world's first vulcanized rubber sole after six climbing companions perished in a no snowstorm on the Italian Alps in 1935. Bramini concluded that the climbers hobnail boots were in part to blame and set about to trying to improve grip and flexion of the sole. In 1936, he designed his first rubber sole. In the following year, with help from tire manufacturer Pirelli, launched the first Vibram Soul. An historic peak in the Vibram story was reached in July 1954 when an Italian expedition led by Ardito Dezizo, equipped with boot soles made by Vibram, became the first person to reach the summit of the world's second highest mountain, K2 in Pakistan. 
Today, the company manufactures 40 million pairs of rubber soles annually, supplying shoe manufacturers around the world, including Merrill, Timberland, Hugo Boss, and Prada. Just think about that. We talk about tragedies and unfortunate incidents and circumstances, and they birth inventions. You know, a lot of times, what's the old saying? Um, invention is born out of necessity. And think about that. He had friends and comrades and people that he knew was perishing, climbing these mountains, and it was based upon the type of footwear, the type of soul they was having. So, again, God-given talent, God-given spirit, you know, placed in his heart and mind for boots, rubber boots, rubber soles. I tell you, and we've benefited from that. Any shoe that we wear nowadays, rubber soles. And if you look, and I didn't even notice till I read it, if you, uh, we talked about equipped with the boot soles made by Vibram. If you ever look on your soles, look for v- Vibram, V-I-B-R-A-M. Interesting. Number four, the Mansfield Gate. On June 29th, 1967, Mansfield, Jane Mansfield, her lawyer, her driver, and three of her five children were driving from an appearance in Biloxi, Mississippi to New Orleans for a TV interview early in the morning. It was just before 2.30 a.m. when her car came up, came up on a tractor trailer too fast, now seeing it because of the anti-mosquito fog clouding the highway. The small car didn't just rear end the tractor trailer. It went completely underneath it, shearing the top of the car off and killing the vehicle's three adult passengers almost instantly. Amazingly, the three children in the back seat survived with minor injuries. One of them went on to follow her mother's footsteps. You might know her as the Law and Order SVU's Detective Olivia Benson, a.k.a. Marquisa Hart. I want to make sure I'm not butchering her name. Mariska Hartigay, who still has a scar from the crash, which happened when she was just three years old. And that's the lead. If I'm not mistaken, that's the lead, lead detective on SVU. Let me get back to the story. Shortly thereafter, the National Highway Traffic Safety um, Administration made it mandatory for all semi-truck trailers to be fitted with the underride bars, also known as the Mansfield bars. The steel bar hangs from the back of the cargo area and is designed to stop a car before it rolls underneath the trailer. So if you ever seen the back of a tractor trailer, it's, it's like a bar hanging down. It's like two, uh, two, steel, two steel beams vertical and then a long bar horizontal man i tell you i knew about this story um but i didn't know about you know her daughter you know the lead actor the detective on svu was her daughter i didn't know that and it's interesting she still has the scar from that and that was when she was three years old so again it's unfortunate that jane mansfield passed away and all the adult passengers passed away and it's fortunate that the children lived but think about how many lives were saved again by an unfortunate incident. And all that could have been prevented because they placed, you know, sprayed some anti-mosquito uh, mist in the air. I tell you, man, sometimes it's just, uh, man, last one, number five, 10 cans. Napoleon Bonaparte was a brilliant wartime strategist and actually became a general at the age of 24. This dude's a daggone general at the age of 24. Let me, I digress. He once family said, any army, any army travels on his stomach, 
he realized that he was losing more men to spoiled food and malnutrition than he was to muskets and cannon fire. So in 1795, Napoleon offered a 12,000 franc reward, which was a fortune back in those days, of course, to anyone who could figure out a way to preserve food. Up stepped a French confectioner named Nicholas Apart, who developed a way of heating food in sealed glass jars as long as the seal was broken. The seal wasn't broken. The food would last a long time. With that, the health of Napoleon's great Napoleon soldiers greatly improved, and there was just two problems. The glass was too heavy to transport, and it was fragile. History gets a little murky here, but it seems another Frenchman invented the tin can process, but had a British friend filed the patent. Once food moved to cans, the tin cans, preservation took a huge leap forward that still echoes to this day. So the next time you buy a can of soup, you can thank Napoleon. Again, he's seen the soldiers dying and, and being in the leader in positions and I've had soldiers that passed away. I could tell you, you know, you're trying to do everything you can to not only get them home, but why you in those battles, why you in those uh, situations, you want to preserve their life, right? Life, right? So they came up with an invention, you know, they wasn't dying so much on, you know, the bullets and everything. It was all about the beans, the food, getting mal, you know, malnutrition and everything. So again, kudos to Napoleon. I guess, you know, history has its own version of Napoleon, the type of person he was and this and that and the third, but, uh, shout out to him for, you know, even thinking about that, thinking about his men, a leader of men, servant leadership. That's what it's all about. That's pretty cool. Five unfortunate incidents that we benefit from to this day. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in today. Talking on a Tuesday, just a short episode, but I thought it was fun. I love diving into these, these type of episodes, the five, this, the four, this. And one thing I want to say before I you know, let you guys go today, I went through a YouTube challenge, one uh, K challenge last week. And it's for people that are under 1000 subscribers and trying to find ways for us to, you know, get past the 1000 subscribers. Right. Because once you get to 1000, you know, you become monetized and all the et cetera. But one thing they talked about, they passed on some great knowledge. I will not even, you know, I can't speak bad about the course itself. Great knowledge. Right. Things that I'm going to implement going forward. But one of the people that was in the class, they talked about trying to find your niche, trying to find ways of doing things, how to make your channel better. This, that and the third. And a lot of people that was in the class, what well, that was in the challenge, they have what they call a niche. This person may be, uh, her niche may be sewing. She has a sewing channel. He may have a cooking channel. He may have an outdoorsman channel. And, you know, they talked about, they said, if you go, if you have your YouTube channel based upon different uh, topics each and every day, you'll lose your followers. You won't get a lot of subscribers. And it was just, a you know, it was almost like a negative connotation in that. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of things I'm good at. There's a lot of things I'm great at, but I want to talk about different things. The first I was kind of asking, asking myself, well, do I need to have this trust and believe nomad cast based on one thing? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Mondays is for mental combat for anything mental health related. Tuesdays are just random conversations. 
Wednesday, we tell a story from way back in the day. Thursday, we talk about gym shoes. And even to announce here, great segue, Fridays, I'm going to have, start having shows on Friday. Uh, and it's going to be called, it's finally Friday, right? Where I may do a book review or just have something to talk about. So each day of the week, Monday through Friday is a different conversation. And that can hopefully can attract a different audience for each day. And I just don't want to just be pigeonholed and put in the box. Well, you must talk about this. You love talking about tractor trailers and semi trucks. Just talk about those. I'm not going to do that. I don't think that's, that's not what I want to do at the end of the day. And I put in the comments uh, during the YouTube challenge. Cause you know, it was all on zoom and everything. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, this is a person's channel. Make the channel however you want. I have a lot of interest, some interest I haven't even shared on this channel yet, but I, I refuse to be pigeonholed until you must talk about this one thing. If you talk about a myriad of things, people won't subscribe and people won't like, and this and that at the end of the day, man, you like the channel. You like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it as many as billions of other channels out there. But for, for me, for my retirement pastime and the therapy that this channel gives me, I think it's only right. You create something that you want to do on your own. You know, we all have the presence of mind. We have the God given talent to do something. You should not be pigeonholed to do one thing because the experts tell you just do this one thing. And I know I kind of went off on a tangent. This whole episode was really talking about tragedies that, you know, influence greatness in us. But I just kind of want to just talk about that. Plus, it gave me a segue. It provided me an outlet to talk about Fridays. It's finally Friday. So the Nomad cast will be going to five days a week, Monday through Friday. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. But again, um, you guys take it easy. Take care of yourselves. Do the right thing. All praises due. All the best. See you tomorrow for Way Back Wednesday. Trust and believe.